Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. up out there happy monday uh, to ya happy post nfl uh, sunday uh, to ya and it's travis sparks eric fry rocking with you here on 98.9 the game we're here for the next hour on espn radio coming up in the next hour we'll be hitting up on the first nfl sunday from yesterday and Taking a look at uh, tonight's uh, matchup on the first Monday Night Football game of the year. We'll also hit up on uh, some uh, local sports that happened over the uh, weekend. And, of course, it's a Monday, so we'll uh, be uh, taking a look at high school football from a Friday night. Some on Saturday afternoon, at least one game uh, there. And we'll also get to uh, the uh, top three, top three moments of the uh, sports weekend. And since it's high school football, uh, we got How Do You Like Me Now? Now, Beast Mode, overreactions for uh, week number three of the season. We got Pick'em to a recap. We got NASCAR to uh, hit up on. We got entertainment that Eric yep. had a lot of it yep. on Friday. We'll, we'll see how he did and uh, check in on that. And uh, I had some entertainment as well. Yep. We'll check in on that as well. And we'll hit up on maybe try to squeeze in some uh, baseball. I'm not quite sure how much we'll be able to get to uh, today. And we'll also hit up on NASCAR as well over the uh, weekend and recap NASCAR pick them we as well. To? Yes, we do. <laughs> we do, very much so. I have to recap that. So we'll get to that a little bit later at uh, some point in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion because we got a loaded show uh, here, so we'll have to save a lot of those things for the uh, pod, wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com is also a good place to uh, check that out as well. All right, uh, so uh, we need to uh, just uh, get right into it, get right off to the show because we got a lot to get to and a lot of things to uh, say and opinions to uh, fire out, fire up. So uh, let's start up the show. Gentlemen, start your engines. And gentlemen, start your starting lineup with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show, 
first things first. And we're starting off in the uh, National Football Before League. Before we get oh, into the yeah. show. Oh, oh, hold on a second. There's my trusty Sorry. Uh, program person doing doing that. We'll have to fix that. And we're starting off in uh, the uh, NFL from uh, yesterday. And, uh, well, let's just start off with uh, let's rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, first here, we had a lot of games uh, yesterday. Obviously, some went the way that people thought they would. Some people pulled off some upsets. And some people turned out to have some bad performances. And there was a bad performance in uh, Chicago, at least from one side. The team that wore yellow and green, that was more often than not what we saw from them uh, before as uh they destroyed the Bears. 38-20 was the final. In the words of the late Dennis Green, Travis, the Bears are who we thought they were. Mm, I guess so. They are who we thought they were. This and team I feel like, stinks. I feel like a lot of people in Chicago didn't expect this is the way that it would go. No. In mm. game one. Mm-mm. I, I, it's one thing to be bad. It's another thing to be bad against the Packers. If you're the Chicago Bears. And it's another thing to be bad. And Travis, I can't point to a single thing, as we've talked about before, that you can say, well, at least this was good. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of good. The (laughs) offensive line is terrible. The defense is awful. Well, yeah, yeah, big big time. I mean, made Jordan Love look like Aaron Aaron Rodgers out there. They didn't get rid of Aaron Rodgers. He's still back there, quarterback. He transferred ownership over to Jordan Love. Yeah. It seemed like. I mean, they had that one play where he fumbled the snap, and then yep. he, the guy was wide open. Yep. <laughs> uh, this Chicago team is still what we thought it was, and it's the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I guess maybe they are who we thought they or what they were last season because yeah. uh, most fans thought that they could be uh, better with uh, the off season that they had. Uh, one thing that you could say about uh, that is that um, DJ Moore, their prize acquisition of the off season, was only targeted like two times in the entire game, and those two passes were great. Like he caught it, and the crowd was pumped up about it, excited about it, and uh, they never looked at him the rest of the game. But again, that is where the offensive coordinator—you need to be looking his way. He needs to be more right. involved. I heard someone on ESPN earlier today says no one has comparable to Jordan Love, I should say. Justin Fields has more weapons on the offensive side than Jordan Love has. Yeah. Right? I mean, a little bit, yeah. DJ Moore, would you not say he is probably a better wide receiver than maybe Walker? The Watson guy who didn't play yesterday. Yeah. That's about the biggest weapon Green Bay has. Right. I mean, they do have that two-headed monster running back, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and the Bears don't have that. I mean, Herbert, eh. Yeah. That's about all that he has, really, without Watson. And I think Green Bay had another player that was out. But I'm, I'm just talking wide receivers and yeah. passing targets. You have more. You have Mooney. Chase Claypool, whether you like him or you don't like him, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon. Mm-hmm. Those are playmakers. Yeah. Those are guys who are pretty decent at their jobs. Mm-hmm. You have to get them more involved. Yeah. And they didn't yesterday. No. They failed. 
and and that is one of the things that I've uh, seen that maybe the Bears fans are evolving and they're uh, they're not blaming the players. I, I don't think as much as they are the whole scheme, the game plan from Everflus saying the just play calling of the offense and the offensive coordinator is getting some bad raps with um, how Fields never really only targeted beyond mm-hmm. 10 or 15 yards three times in the whole entire game, and he threw 37 passes. Well, and let's talk so, about Mr. Justin Fields. Did you hear what he said after the game? No. He came out with a quote. He says, it sucks. Rivalry, week one, going against Packers, it sucks. I mean, nobody's in good spirits. This one's hurt. This one hurts. I'm not going to lie to you. It definitely sucks. It hurts not only because it's the first game of the season. It's a loss. It's a loss to them. So I want to say sorry to my teammates, all the fans that were rooting for us. We'll bounce back. We'll be good. He continued saying, um, when asked about, you know, struggling to push the ball down the field, screenplay, short passes, uh, Fields averaged a career low 4.1 air yards per attempt. Yeah. He's only two for five with a touchdown and a pick six on passes of 10 plus air yards against Green Bay. And he said, quote, that was just the game plan. I think just with those, we just got to be better blocking on the perimeter just to set those up. If you go back and look at the film, if we block the guys, those are big chunk plays, 10, 15, 20 yard plays. That was just the game plan. If they weren't going to match, decided we were going to throw it out there and let our guys work. Just didn't do our best perimeter blocking, blocking on the edge for our guys to catch the ball and run. DJ Moore also said we were more than prepared. They just outwilled us today. That's the best way I can put it. It's definitely a big wake-up call. <laughs> and Coach Eberflus. Yes. He said we put what ourselves behind say? on offense a bunch of times. I think that's why the third downs were not what they expected to be. We got to get that cleaned up because that's something you can improve on by being disciplined and not having those penalties. Last year we were third in the league in penalties. We can definitely clean that up. That's correctable. Yeah, things were a little chippy mm-hmm. there between between these two. Of course, uh, you wouldn't expect that. Let's. I'm, I'm perfectly wrapped up, Travis, by Jalen Johnson, cornerback. Says this is disappointing. We all compete to win, not winning, and then losing in that fashion. Just felt like they whooped our in the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah, and they did. Go, going back to Justin Fields' comments, Justin Fields, you don't have to be sorry to the fans. I do not blame Justin Fields for this loss. Yeah. It is not on him. And the fact that he feels he has to take that, it shows Um, me what a good leader he can be. Yeah. But at the same time, this is where your coach needs to step up and say, hey, I was outcoached. Yeah. I was outcoached. No way that he was going to say that. We were not playing. You know, we were not, you know, he can say we were prepared. But you have to change things when it's not working. Right. When at halftime it's not working, you come into the locker room and you say, guys, we've got to change it up. Let's look right, downfield. Yeah. They're stopping us short. They're stopping the run game. We need to we need to get our receivers more in space so they can do more. Right. It was just a horribly called game. Yeah. From the, the coaching perspective. Yeah. One one hundred percent. I I agree and everyone everyone can see that. Uh there and the boos were raining down in Soldier mm-hmm. Field. Uh, yesterday, they they thought Bears fans thought that you know without uh, number twelve back there, that things may be a little different. Hmm? Not so much, as yeah. you know. I saw one of the big things as well was the just the body language mm-hmm. of uh, Chicago. You know, they were down seventeen to six at one point. That was just that. Like you could have had another score, you're right back in it. But you were even def- 
you look defeated on the sidelines even when it was that score. So Yeah, as Aaron Jones said, running back for the Green Bay Packers, nothing's changed. We're still the Packers. Exactly. Ninth straight went over the Bears. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Behind closed doors, Packers locker room, the learning of Jordan Love was heard as a cheer erupted from the team when he was presented with the game ball. And Jordan Love said, it's definitely been a long time coming for me, three years as a backup, just watching, learning, and growing, seeing this team work. It feels good to be out there leading these guys and be out there playing with them finally and coming out with a dub is just what we wanted. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is just, yeah. Yep. Let's see. Where are the Bears? The Bears are against Tampa. Yep. In their next game, and... Tampa, they come out and they pulled off the upset and they beat another NFC North team. They came in to Minnesota and they mm-hmm. beat the Vikings. Yep, in an upset. Ah, uh, the Vikings lose in a close one. Oh, go figure. Mm, another close game yep. uh, for them. And Justin Jefferson had a huge first half. He did most of the damage there in that first half. And then second half, nothing. And I don't know how much he was targeted mm-hmm. uh, in the second half as well. So, well, uh, and. I don't know what the game plan was was there. Speaking of the Bears, Travis, mm-hmm. at Tampa Bay you mentioned, then at Kansas City, mm-hmm. then Denver at home, yeah, then at the Commanders, and then Minnesota, the Raiders at the Chargers. I'm not saying that's a, a super difficult schedule, but based off of yesterday, that's not as easy a schedule as you thought it was going into the season. Right. Because yeah. some of those teams that you thought, oh, well, I, I think we're better than this team, looked pretty decent mm-hmm. yesterday compared to the Bears. Oh, well, yeah. The Bears looked awful. Yeah. Not, not good. You uh, got to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. And have to have a better game plan for the players. I know they got to execute it, but uh, they got to be a better uh, setup to succeed rather than fail again. Uh, Commanders, they beat the uh, Cardinals 22-16. Uh, um, one of those uh, teams that you mentioned, two of them. Uh, the Raiders, they uh, beat the Broncos by a single point, 17-16. Surprise. And uh, the, what was the very first kickoff, the opening kickoff? Uh, Sean Payton era start off with an onside kick, mm-hmm. naturally. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, speaking of an upset, uh, the Browns, they totally beat up on the Bengals, 24-3. Yep. to mm. Sean Watson, 154 yards, and Joe Burrow, not so much after signing the biggest Ooh. contract in NFL history. He ended up being benched there at the very end. Deshaun Watson looked like the Deshaun Watson from Houston. Yeah, yeah, minus that interception. but He had interceptions in Houston. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, Joe Burrow, 14 of 31, 82 yards, no touchdowns, only a couple of sacks, though. But not looking so good after signing that big, big contract and losing that badly to the Browns. Uh, the Falcons, they won 24 to uh, 10 over the uh, Panthers. They looked decent uh, there. They could have found other people the ball. Um, Pitts, I mean, only a couple of receptions. Drake London, nothing but... Uh, Tyler Algier and B. John Robinson got in. B. John Robinson got in on a receiving touchdown. Algier scored a couple for Atlanta yep. there. Uh, speaking of upsets, Rams, everyone's wrote them off. Yeah. I told you not to dismiss the Rams. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> they beat the Seahawks 30-13. to So Impressive. Great game there by 
L.A. Geno Smith scared. So. Yeah, I mean, do you blame him? No. Aaron Donald's coming at him. No. <laughs> uh, man, you have just receivers coming out of uh, nowhere. Atwell, 119 yards receiving. Uh, Noka uh, had 119 yards receiving. Who are these guys? I have no idea. Well, maybe you should learn them now. And maybe. bet there's some people looking at them on fantasy wires yep. today yep. after that performance is... Uh, Jags, they uh, won by 10 over the Colts, 31-21. Saints survive against the Titans by a point, 16-15. Derek Carr? Yeah. One of the first ones there in New Orleans. Yep. Speaking of a team that didn't look so great, the Steelers. Uh, No, not so much on upset alert. No. The Niners, I mean, my goodness, 30-7. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good performance by Pittsburgh on an opening Opening day. Yep. They're just lucky the nightcap had an even worse performance. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Ravens all over the Texans, 25-2-9. And, of course, this didn't come without a cost. They're running back done for the year. Mm-hmm. Now with um, going down, J.K. Yep. Dobbins yep. going down for the rest of the year. So same New Year, same Ravens. Yep. Injury bug already hitting them. There, the Eagles, they kind of struggled in the rain against the uh, Patriots with Tom Brady in attendance. I thought that the Patriots were going to come back there in the second half, but Eagles did just enough to hold on, 25-20. The Dolphins and Chargers, high-scoring affair there. Uh, It's a 2-0, one of the best performances in week one. Yep. 466 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek, 11 catches, 215 yards, and a couple grabs, including that one. I still don't know how he caught it. Somehow he did. And again, if Tua can stay healthy, this Dolphins Dolphin team can win the East. Yeah, for sure. As this was reminiscent of one of those early games last year too. But Tua wins the battle with uh, Herbert, and the Dolphins win by two. And like you mentioned, the Sunday night game was a complete blowout, and it was right from the jump as well. It was kind of raining in New York as well, but forty to nothing. It started in the first quarter, and when it rains, it pours mm-hmm. for the Giants. Look, they look terrible as well. Dallas, 40 to nothing. Defense and looked good again. Just want to point out, Dak Prescott did not get sacked and did not throw a pick. No, he didn't. No, he didn't throw a touchdown either, but he didn't throw a pick. Yeah, well, he didn't need to. He had de- defense scoring him touchdowns right. and Pollard, a couple of TDs as well. Yep, yep. So poor Daniel Jones, seven sacks, oh, yeah. seven yards. He couldn't look <laughs> downfield. Oh man! If anyone then, should have been screaming yesterday because of the defense coming, it was Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Just the going offensive down left line and saying, right. "You know what, Daniel Jones? We're done with you. Yeah. We're done with you. Yes, we're gonna expose you on prime time." Yeah, and they also threw a couple picks. Yeah, one that went back to the house. He had the block kick for a. a Touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, yep. I think the, the Dallas one. defense obviously scored more than the Giants and would have beaten a couple other teams on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Cowboys defense looked good, and that was one game in the Meadowlands, and there's another one at the Meadowlands tonight. Jets. Aaron Rodgers making his debut there against the Bills. And 
I saw that uh, Stephon, Stephon Diggs is in attendance last night with his uh, brother mm-hmm. playing for the Cowboys. Yep. And we'll see if his team can do just as well against the Jets mm-hmm. as his brother's team did against another New York team. So, yep, yep. Bills, Jets, finally the hype with the Jets and Rodgers. See what happens tonight. Bills favored by two points in uh, this one for the first Monday night game of the season and first main cast game of the season as well. That's right. And then they take uh, like a three-week break. Right, right. That's what you do. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you keep going? I I don't understand. When you just start. (sighs) Oh, well. So that's a look at the uh, NFL. We'll take a look at that game uh, tomorrow, the result there tonight let's move on and let's talk to some more stuff locally and we'll hit up on some local sports coming up next here on the star lineup from the 98.9 the game studios the starting lineup we'll be right back you shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Your trips to Rule King just got more rewarding. Say hello to Rule King Rewards. Earn points with every purchase you make in-store on farm supplies, feed, clothing, tools, and more. Get a $5 reward for every 500 points. The more you buy, the better it gets. Don't waste another minute. You can be earning points right now. Sign up at the register today. It's totally free and easy. Reap the rewards at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's Hypnosis Seminar February 6, 2019. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, my wife Michelle attended Mark Patrick's Weight Loss Seminar. She lost 18 pounds and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day and nothing worked until Mark Patrick Hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food, crazy. Enjoying exercising. Who would have believed Mark Patrick Hypnosis really works? It's amazing. I can breathe again, my blood pressure went down, and I've got so much energy. So much energy. And look great. Stop smoking, lose weight now without cravings, irritability, or your money back. Early bird special, only $49.99 guaranteed. Join Mark Patrick's Hypnosis Seminar and lose the weight. Stop smoking, feel great for only $49.99 guaranteed. Saturday, September 30th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight loss seminar at 11 a.m., registration at 10.30, and the Stop Smoking Seminar starts at 2. Learn more at markpatrickseminars.com. That's right, markpatrickseminars.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My car really needs a wash. The $20 Meguiar's Bundle includes Gold Class Car Wash for a showroom shine. And what about my tires? Just spray the included Hot Shine tire coating and you're all set. The inside is not great. No problem. The quick interior detailer in the bundle can help with that too. Restrictions apply. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. The one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor of a Traeger Ironwood XL Grill. And football. 
That's right, Desmond Howard. Get fired up for the game in just a tap with Traeger's intuitive touchscreen. Then throw on your favorites and monitor the grill from anywhere with Wi-Fi technology. So you spend less time staring at the grill. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Traeger and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, the starting lineup. And wouldn't I love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street, the pit. Swing and hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Kerry Wood knocked him down, and now Albert looks at him as he goes around first. He gives him a glare. Say, take a little whiff of that, big boy. And now Kerry Wood takes a look at Albert as he touches them off. Give it to him, big boy. Give it to him. That's how you play baseball. On 98.9 The Game. Hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9, the game. Chop Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you. Let's take a look at some uh, local sports uh, from uh, Friday and over the uh, weekend. Some uh, baseball scores uh, from uh, Friday. Altamonte, they picked up the uh, shutout win over Brownstown, a 9-2-0. St. Anthony continues their winning ways over South Central, 13-2. North Clay over Neoga, 5-1. Dietrich. Over Windsor's two straws, five to four. On Saturday, it was CHBC over Dietrich, two to one. Topolis beat North Clay a couple times in one game, five to one, and the other sixteen three. Woodlawn over Brownstown, a ten to two, a seven. In a volleyball, over on the uh, high school side of the Crossroads Classic, there a lot of action happening. Uh, volleyball in the town uh, this weekend. Uh, Edwardsville beat Topolis on Friday, and then Topolis also beat uh, Graves at County. And FEM went one and one on uh, Friday as well. They beat Terre Haute South, but then falling to Ozark uh, there, and uh, going into uh, Saturday for them. Uh, Libertyville uh, they beat FEM in three sets. FEM took down to Topolis 25-21, 25-14, uh, but then the Hearts also fell to a Plainfield North. Uh, there in three sets. Uh, it's topless. They fell in a couple games to uh, Fairfield and Altoff Catholic uh, there. And then on uh, Friday with Windsor's two straws, they won a couple games. Uh, McCracken uh, was one of their games. And then uh, West High was their second one that they won on a Friday. And then Saturday was the complete opposite for the uh, Hatchets as uh, they went 0 for 3 on Saturday. Lost to Castle in a couple sets. Breeze Modern Day to a, a long three-setter, and then to a Massac County to finish off uh, there. So night and day difference uh, there from Friday and Saturday for Windsor's Two Straws in the busy Crossroads Classic uh, there. And uh, golf we had in the uh, local world there in Mattoon. Big tournament there with the uh, Craig Dixon Invitational in Mattoon. Played both at the Country Club and at Meadowview 
there it was Chatham Glenwood who finished in a first overall there. St. Anthony would take home a second place. And this was a 31-team tournament there between the two courses. So uh, absolutely huge uh, tournament there with a lot of varied teams uh, there. And uh, I saw the FEMs, Max Seagrass finish in seventh place overall as an individual uh, there for the Craig Dixon there in Mattoon yeah, good Friday job. and Saturday. Yeah, for sure. In uh, soccer action, we had uh, from Saturday, St. T take down St. Anthony 7-1. FEM with a shutout over Altima 8-4-0. Topolis uh, JV, they beat Arthur 8-0. Champaign Central over Mount Zion 4-0. Mount Muhammad over Lincoln 4-0. As well, in a cross-country on Saturday, the Shelbyville Trail Invitational, uh, Cumberland ended up finishing in first place in the uh, boys' uh, side of things. And on the uh, girls' side, uh, Shelbyville took home first place there um, for uh, that. And a complete results of those. And the Craig Dixon as well had some uh, Friday scores up there and uh, the one on Saturday as well. You can check them out. On the website, fmradio.com. Uh, local schedule for today in the baseball, Altamont at Wayne City, uh, Odin up against North Clay, Neoga at Weber, Haynes Topolis at South Central, and volleyball tonight, Ramsey at uh, St. Elmo, Altamont at South Central, which is Charles at Sullivan, CHBC at Macon, uh, Topolis hosting FEM. Uh, this evening in boys golf today, St. Anthony's at Robinson, a three or four team meet. Topolis, Casey, Newton, and Altamont. Winds two straws at Shelbyville. FEM, Only and Pena, they're all at Charleston. And girls golf today at Topolis hosting Salem. And uh, FEM, Pena, Charleston is at uh, Sullivan. And that's at the Oak Terrace course there. In uh, soccer, you got Topolis at Pena, Mount Zion at Williamsville, just to name a couple. And in tennis, you got Topolis at Casey, FEM hosting Newton, Charleston at Olney there. And uh, that one, and again, uh, complete schedule over on the website, fmradio.com, and uh, click on the local sports tab. Mm-hmm. There's where you find all the results from Friday and Saturday, and we'll be back to post about them tomorrow uh, morning as well. Um, with the results for today's action. All right, uh, so we continue on with the local sports, and we continue on with some high school football, week number three in the books, and we'll be talking about that coming up next here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. 
in Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight guaranteed. Early bird special, only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings, like day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating. For a location near you, go to markpatrickseminars.com. Also, stop smoking with Mark Patrick Seminars. No matter how many times you try to quit, this hypnosis is designed to destroy your desire to smoke without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Join the over half million others who have attended. That's right, Weight Loss Seminar, Saturday, September 30th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight Loss Seminar, 11 a.m. Registration at 10.30 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 2 p.m. Registration at 1.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. My name is Monica. I'm an elementary school teacher. My name is Mitch. I'm a graphic design specialist. We have four children. Currently, we have life and auto insurance with Erie. They've always been a good company and good customer service. If anything ever happens to me, my family will be protected. Your Erie agent in Effingham is Weiss Insurance. Get a quote at 217-342-9777 or visit weissinsurance.com. Life insurance and annuity products are not available in New York. And now, shut up. I'm so tired of spoiled, privileged kids thinking that they deserve something. They don't deserve anything. You earn it. Shut up. With your 256,000 signatures, who gives a crap? They're most probably bots anyways. The starting lineup. Hi, my name is Eric. And I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Aurora. Excellent. I've had plenty of day jobs. Aurora. Nothing I'd call a career. I'll say this. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. St. Louis City FC allowed a pair of second-half goals during a 2-2 draw against Los Angeles Galaxy at Dignity Health Sports Park. St. Louis took an early two-goal lead, however, got tagged with a red card in the 60th minute, opening the door for LA's comeback. City still first place in the Western Conference, though, with 15 wins, three draws, and 10 losses. For 48 points, St. Louis visits Houston on Saturday. College football action from over the weekend. Southeast Missouri State crushed Lindenwood 45-7. Missouri State lost to UT Martin 38-31. EIU fell to Bowling Green 38-15. Southern Illinois topped Northern Illinois 14-11. Western Illinois went down against Illinois State 34-18. Chicago Sky are heading back to the playoffs after a 102-91 overtime win against Connecticut Sun at Mohegan Sun Arena. The Sky outscored the Sun 13-2 in the extra period. Courtney Williams led the way with 23 points, 16 rebounds, and 13 assists, while Elizabeth Williams had 21 points. Sky clinched the eighth seed in the WNBA playoffs at 18-22. Chicago take on Las Vegas in the first round of the playoffs on Wednesday. Another team news, the Sky signed Kalia Cooper to a two-year extension over the weekend. And as Travis alluded to earlier, no good news for the Ravens as they're going to be without J.K. Dobbins for the rest of the season due to a torn Achilles. His season is done after one game. Welcome back into the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit there. All right, so let's talk about uh, some high school football from week three, and it didn't fare so well for the two teams that we cover here on our family of networks, and it was FEM and uh, Cumberland both taking losses on a Friday night, and we'll start off with FEM uh, there as it was a military appreciation night and a breeze modern day came in, and they won a 36-14, and they 
uh, set the tone on how the uh, game was going to go there for uh, FEM as uh, Marta Day scored first on a uh, field goal, 26-yard field goal there to put up uh, the Knights uh, three to nothing early on. And uh, again, the defense did a good job of stopping a, a long drive. They bent, but they didn't break completely there and only giving up the field goal. But then uh, FEM's first possession is what I mean about setting the tone for the entire night is that the uh, uh, Gillum threw an interception there as he was throwing on the run. And uh, Breeze took advantage of that turnover. And it was 9 to nothing there at that point in the first quarter. And it just continued on, and the lead eventually uh, grew to a 22 to nothing uh, mm-hmm. for modern day. Uh, FEM's offense was just flat all night long and just couldn't get anything going uh, positively. Um, that's something that was kind of uncharacteristic of the first two uh, matchups uh, for the Hearts. And, uh, hey, modern day came in. Uh, just looking from the stats of their previous couple games, I wasn't sure if they were uh, capable of uh, having any big passing ability down the field and whatnot, just from what the stats showed. But uh, Zeb threw it for 30 times, and he had four touchdowns uh, through the air and 272 yards as well. And he also got in the end zone again with a rushing touchdown as well. So uh, Marta Day just came in, and they uh, took it too. Uh, the Hearts on Friday and won in a blowout. Yeah. And really just, you know, a couple of plays for the Hearts offensively, uh, but not much doing on that side of the ball yeah, on Friday. And, and, you know, I think it's a little bit of a wake-up call. You know, It is kind it, of. It, because you played so well against Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have won. Yeah, you easily could have won that game. And just Breeze just – not not only did they win, I mean they won handedly. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I I think you got to look at this offense and say, hey, what are we doing wrong? How can we fix this? Mm-hmm. There's still time to fix it. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's only week three. Mm-hmm. You still have time, but we're now a third of the way through the season. Right. And the important ones, not to say every game isn't important, but the conference games mm-hmm. are coming up now. And as we've talked about on this show, the Apollo Conference is not weak. This no, year. yeah, it's better than what people expected, I think. And it's better than it's been in years past. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Apollo Conference is is on the upswing. Yeah. And if I'm effing him, I'm going, we got to bear down, we got to focus coming up on the next couple of weeks. Right, yeah, it is a very good uh, wake-up call from that perspective. So, uh, modern day, uh, after a crushing loss in a rivalry game for them, they're now 2-1, and one, and FEM falls to 1-2, and two, and uh, they'll try to get that first Apollo Conference game in Mattoon uh, this Friday as they travel there to visit the Green Wave. Because here's the thing, if you're FEM, Travis, you have two losses to play with. You still have Taylorville who hasn't lost. You still have Charleston who hasn't lost. You still have Mount Zion who haven't lost. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even mentioned Muhammad, Muhammad. Seymour yet. Right. And you have two losses to play with if you want right. to make the playoffs. And I know it's week three. Yeah. But you got to start thinking that way. You have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what, what Effingham can uh, turn out up in Mattoon uh, with back-to-back road games coming yep. up for the Hearts. Yeah. We visit Coles County twice. Yep. In the next couple of weeks there with Mattoon up first, and then the following week is Charleston. And I think that Charleston game, Travis, the atmosphere is going to be a lot different than it's been in FEM going up there in years past, mm-hmm. the past yep. couple of years. I mean, it kind of was almost like when I was in school mm-hmm. for for that one because, you know, it's a 50-50 game. Yep. 
Yep. You would think uh, there. I'd agree with you. So uh, Cumberland didn't fare too much better over on uh, WCRA against uh, Sullivan. And uh, Sullivan come in and they've established that uh, we're a powerhouse in mm-hmm. the LPC as they take down of the uh, Pirates on a Friday. 33-12 to 12 was the uh, final score uh, there. And uh, Sullivan also uh, put it on them and established a lead 21 to nothing there at one point in the second quarter. So Yeah, and, you know, like you said, Travis, just absolutely, you know, just put it on. Now the Hearts – or, excuse me, the Pirates started off good, Travis. Their first defensive set, they forced an interception. You thought, all right, here we go. Here we go. Started driving down the field, fumbled it inside the 20. So gave the ball right back to – uh, Sullivan, they were able to put points on the board then. Cumberland, on their next drive, would fumble it again. And so mm. you have back-to-back drives with fumbles that lead to points. You can't spot 14 points on a good team. No. Let alone 21, because that's what it was. It was 21 nothing at one point with 10.40 left to go in the first half before Cumberland finally got on the board. But they, they just came out and had a game plan of we're going to su- shut down the run game. And we're going to shut down Blake McMeekin. And they did 103 yards for Blake on Friday night. This is a guy who's averaging 250. He got 103. Two touchdowns. But Grant Kaiser, who's had a good first couple of games, five carries for eight yards. Mm -hmm. That's just not going to get it done. Um, And and Braden Olmstead, he threw the ball decently after not throwing it at all this season. Uh, Six for 10, six, seven yards, and and an interception at the very, very end of the game. Right. But – 227 yards of total offense, Travis. That's not enough to get it done, especially mm. when you're giving up almost 500 on the other end. Right. That's you're just you're not going to win a lot of games doing that. Mm. Um, so this was one that you know Cumberland, you know, talking to coach midweek and stuff. They knew it was going to be a tough game. They knew this right. was going to be a tough game. They knew they yeah. had to play their absolute best, and unfortunately, they did not. Right, yeah, and one of the things I think we talked to Coach Watkins about of taking care of the football yeah. and not turning it over, and that's kind of what happened there in the early going for the Pirates. Travis, three games, seven turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's too many turnovers. Yeah. You had three in this game. You had two the previous two games. You right, got yeah, a whole maybe lot of that football. Maybe get away with it in the first couple of games. but Right, you can get away with Sullivan. it against a, you know, a, a team that hasn't won. Mm. Not a team that is projected to be as good as Sullivan. That is bigger. Yeah. So I, this one is one where you just swallow and you move on, mm. and you move on to take on Villa Grove, a team that you know traditionally you've played very well against. But you're going back on the road. Road games, as we know, are difficult because you're in that school bus for so long, mm-hmm. especially going up to Villa Grove. It's a long drive. Right. For Sullivan, Travis, they have come in and established themselves. As you said, the dominant force. Who are their three wins against? Villa Grove, who won, who made the playoffs, playoffs last year. Arcola, traditionally a very good team, finished four and five last year. And Cumberland, who has kind of been at the top or the top yeah. of the Lincoln Prairie since it became a conference. Mm-hmm. That is three big time wins. Yeah. The only one sure. they have left is Arthur. That'll be week nine. Yeah. That has to be all the way at the end of the season yeah. at week nine. So. Uh, I, I think the Sullivan team is, is 
on their way to to having a very good first year in the Lincoln Prairie. I'm not going to say they're going to win the Lincoln Prairie because I know Arthur and Coach Jefferson has something to say about that with exactly. the way they've been playing this year. Yep. Um, but I do I do feel that Sullivan's one of the top teams in the conference. Yeah, Cooper Christensen yeah. was uh, 11 of 18. Uh, he had over uh, 240, 250 yards passing there, three touchdown passes, a, a pick, a receiver, a Bollinger, six catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns uh, for Sullivan. Yep. Uh, there in uh, Fryman, over 180 yards rushing, 19 carries, and a touchdown as yep. well. And that's the thing. You can't key in on one thing when it comes to the Sullivan offense. Mm -hmm. They do a right. great job everywhere. Right, yeah. And uh, Sullivan, 3-0 and for yep. the first time since 2014 there. Let's take a look at the rest of the action from the area into the Apollo. Speaking of 3-0 uh, and for the first time in a while, first time since 2011, Charleston is a 3-0. and They took down Jerseyville 30-18. to and Bonsteller for uh, the Trojans, 16 of 29, 176 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Spore with 25 carries, 136 yards, and a score as well. Mohamed Seymour gets their second win. They're 2 and 1, and uh, they did it pretty dominant fashion over Quincy Notre Dame. They won 42 to 14. And I saw that uh, Notre Dame 0 and 3 for the first time since 1996 mm. for them. So it's been quite a while. Uh, Muhammad did get the early lead, 14-0. They traded turnovers, a 90-yard pick six for Quincy Notre Dame, got him back in it, and they eventually tied it at 14. Things look fine, but then boom, 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 a couple quick scores before the half. Muhammad led 28-14. They had a couple more scores, obviously, after that in the second half. Uh, Lucas Dyer, 25 of 39, 311 yards and four touchdown passes for Muhammad. Speaking of other Bulldogs from Highland, they got their second win. They got it over Matt Toon of 44-22. And I'm told that this game was closer than the final score would indicate mm. as Highland scored a first to lead 6-0. But then on the ensuing kickoff, Arnold for Matt Toon, it takes it 90 yards back to the house. So the Green Wave actually had the lead there. And they eventually had the lead again off of a hook and ladder. Uh, but then Highland started turning it on as they got a couple of scores before the half. They led 23-14, to 14 and uh, Mattoon scored, cut it within a single point, uh, but then uh, Highland would get more scoring after that. Uh, Highland, 447 total yards, 338 of them were on the ground uh, there. Green Wave, 170 uh, yards passing, and that was of 232 total yards there. Uh, Mount Zion, they also improved to a 3-0 as they took down Salem, and Salem was undefeated before this, but you couldn't tell the final score. Rays won 48-6 over the Wildcats, and it was McCoby Adams. Six total touchdowns for the quarterback for Mount Zion, five passing, six uh, total, so uh, one rushing there, a couple to uh, Ray and Trimble, and Chasey Anderson caught one, so did Harvey uh, there. Taylorville, they also improved to a 3-0 and for the first time since 2019. Taylorville won 15 to nothing. They got a score in the first, second quarter, and that's it. That was all the scoring uh, there, and winning 15-0. to mm -hmm. 
this one, uh, I'll save that one for last. Uh, Arthur uh, in the Lincoln Prairie, they start off 3-0, first time since 2006, 36-16 over Tri-County. Landon Waldrop, nine carries, 75 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Jace Parsons also had a touchdown on the ground as well and also threw for one as well. And he only completed three passes, three out of four. But all three went to Connor Nettles, who had a touchdown grab. And he also had a kickoff return as well. So uh, Arthur, 3-0 and now. Sagamon Valley, they won over Sarah Gordo, 38-16. And Sagamon Valley improves the 2-1. It's the first time that they've had a winning record since 2017 when they were 1-0. That year they start off 4-0. Uh, Villa Grove, a much-needed win for them. They won over Nokomis 19-12, and Villa Grove 13-0 at the half. But Nokomis fights back out within a point, uh, but then another score in the fourth quarter ends up clinching it uh, there for Villa Grove. And then this one I wanted to save for last because Argenta, the streak is over. They win over Arcola 21-20, 24-game losing streak for Argenta, their last regular season win was October 25th, 2019, and their last overall win was in the playoffs that year on a November 2nd. So it's been quite a while since Argenta won, and they scored with 14.1 seconds to go to tie the game, or not tie the game, but uh, to get within a tie. And nope, Coach Harbaugh said we're going to send out the offense back out for the two-point conversion. Why not? And uh, Jalen Flowers is the one to catch the game-winning pass there on the two-point conversion try, and they win 21-20. Might as well. I mean, I you're mean, a yeah. point down. Don't play, for, don't play for overtime. Just go for it. Might as well, the underdog. Uh, Casey, uh, they won over Newton 42-6. So Casey's starting off 3-0 for the first time since 2014. And this was the first points that were allowed by KZ yeah. this year. They outscored opponents 129-6. to six. Uh, Lawrenceville, uh, they picked it up over Olney. And uh, Lawrenceville's 3-0 after a 44-14 win. Lawrenceville, first time since 2014, and they're 3-0. Mount Carmel won over Robinson, 45-14. It was 21-0 after the first quarter and 45-0 at the half. Uh, there and Paris, they won over Marshall 26 to 0. 29 game losing streak now for Marshall. Central Illinois Conference on Saturday it was uh, Shelbyville taking down St. Louis uh, Roosevelt 42 to 2 at 0. It was 28 nothing at halftime, and the Rams never looked back, finishing off the shutout. Uh, Farmington was over Tuscola 53 to 34. Eureka won over Clinton, 47 to 26 or 28. Sherrard uh, over Warrensburg Latham, 24 to uh, 15, and it was Central A&M getting the win over Decatur Saint Teresa, 32 to 29 was the final score there at Milliken. And uh, Saint Teresa they scored with about a minute and 15 seconds left, but the, with the onside recovery for A&M, they ended up running out the clock. Uh, there, uh, St. T did have the lead at halftime, but A&M coming back and winning there. And uh, it was the first time that they beat St. T since that magical 2019 run of the state championship. And uh, this was the first time in a while that St. T's had more than three losses on, or at least three losses onto the schedule since 2015. Uh, there for them and making Meridian never found an opponent for their yeah. uh, so they just took the forfeit uh, win against Sparta yeah. 
In the South Central, it was uh, Pena over Piasol, 30 to uh, 22. Uh, Pena led 8 to nothing after the first quarter, and then 16 to 8 at the half. Uh, Piasol pulled within two points, but then a couple of scores there in the fourth for Pena to start off 3 and 0. Uh, it was uh, Greenville. They won 33 to nothing over Gillespie. So the Comets start off 3 and 0 for back-to-back seasons. It was 33 to nothing at halftime, and actually this game was stopped in the uh, third quarter uh, there as Gillespie uh, players suffered an injury and they had to call in a helicopter to um, for medical attention. So they just uh, called the game uh, after that. We, we uh, wish there. that player the best. Oh, for sure. And a Staunton, they won over uh, Hillsboro 35-2. to uh, I didn't put the final score for Hillsboro there. Uh, but last year, Staunton lost 40 to nothing against Hillsboro, and Staunton didn't get their win until uh, week eight uh, there. Litchfield got their win over North Mac 42-21. A.J. Spyhard, six touchdown passes for Litchfield. 35-21. 35-21, thank you. And last year, Litchfield lost to North Mac 40-6, to so that's an improvement from a year ago. And finally, Vandalia got the win over Carlinville, 47-22 to there. Vandals led 20 to nothing after the first quarter and 27-7 at half, so uh, Vandalia getting the win uh, there. We're up against the clock, and we need to close things down with the top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend to uh, close out here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Loss of who you thought you When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Join the celebration at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota in Effingham, marking 65 incredible years. Swing by for a shot at fantastic giveaways, including two sets of three-day passes to October's Rusty Reel Lake Jam. Plus, catch our $65 oil change special and our customer appreciation luncheon Friday, September 15th from 11 to 1. Thank you for 65 years of support. See you here at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham. And now... Already been postponed. Didn't think a hockey game was possible to get postponed, but I guess due to some inclement weather uh, coming in, it is. How about that? Something's not right. You don't say. The starting lineup. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. On 98.9 The Game. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. Into the uh, starting lineup on 98.9 of the game. We're only here on 98.9 for a smidge a bit longer. We're up against it, but we still have enough time to get what happened in the sports weekend. Let's get to the top three. And now it's time 
time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend in a no particular order. But I will start where we just were talking about in high school football. And that was Argenta breaking the street and beating Arcola. And winning on a two-point conversion was awesome as well. My number one, Travis, is anytime Alabama loses, it's a good day. So when Alabama lost to Texas, it was a good day. Except that they lost to Texas. Well, I'd rather have Texas than Alabama. So that's me. Now Texas should be number one. They're ranked number four now. Mm-hmm. Obnoxious. Yep. Uh, my number two uh, from the uh, weekend was in the uh, NFL, just being back. The Rams pulling off the upset, pulling receivers out of nowhere. No idea who they were until yesterday. But winning Tampa Bay, pulling off the upset against Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then the Giants and Bears getting destroyed. Yeah, not good. Uh, my number two, Travis, is Friday night, the truck race. You know, we love talking trucks. Mm-hmm. Three wide finish for the win. Three Ooh, wide, nice. all three trucks side by side for the win. It was a playoff cutoff round as well, so they had that going for it, and uh, it, it was a it was a fun finish. Hmm, nice, I like that. And then uh, my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend was the uh, funniest thing from the NFL uh, Sunday was that referee in Washington and Arizona game getting trucked there on the sidelines and then getting up like the Undertaker and throwing the flag. For, I don't even remember what the penalty was, but just him to sit up and throw it from his behind and throw the flag like the Undertaker was pretty funny. I almost, Travis, went with uh, something similar. We had a ref get taken down by Fryman in the uh, the Cumberland game. He yeah. just ran right through the ref, and it was a tackle, and I almost gave it to that ref. But instead, Travis, and this may be bending the rules a little bit, I'm going to something that just happened this morning. The Cubs are calling up Pete Crow Armstrong, number one prospect, He'll be making a start Tuesday. Get ready for the playoff run, Chicago. Here we come. Pete Crow Armstrong to the majors. PCA. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it, even though it was this morning. Before the show. It's still the weekend. Oh, is that how it is? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll allow it. But If it wasn't right. local, you wouldn't allow it. But it is. it's the Cubs... And, and it's yeah, our only talk of baseball on the whole show. It's barely allowable. Speaking of which, there. guess what? Baseball's night, still going on. Sunday night, we'll have Cubs Diamondbacks on 99 The Game. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Very nice. So you can so listen little... to the Cardinals and then uh, Cardinals Phillies. Yeah. Right into the Cubs Diamondbacks. Very nice. I like that. Uh, even though baseball's still going on? It, it is. Contrary mm. to what you and everyone else believes. Yeah, I thought all that was over. Uh, with of that point. <laughs> All right, so we narrowed things down to uh, three there. We still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, pod with high school and a pick em to a recap and entertainment to recap as well. And didn't even mention college football there, but, uh, yeah, it happened on Friday. And we won't talk about it too much, but... <laughs> we'll see what we can come up with in the uh, podcast. And coming up next here is uh, Carlin versus uh, Joe. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to... <laughs> Happens again. I'm sorry, I was working on other stuff this morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's alright. I, I don't understand why it keeps doing it, though, because I know I pressed the stop button and that should erase it, but... <laughs> It, it just, obviously has not. It just doesn't like it me, Travis. Doesn't. Yeah, it's a Monday. It is a Monday. We'll just track it. Uh, yes. We'll just track it up to that. But I like it. <laughs> Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup, and we still got more stuff to uh, clean up from high school football. Uh, beast mode. How do you like me now? Uh, overreactions as well. Pick them to a recap, and we got entertainment to recap, and a NASCAR to talk about, and a NASCAR pick them as well and we do have uh, coach Duckett from uh, Shelbyville as well be joining the program as well Mm -hmm. so uh, that's what's uh, coming up here in the pod and coming up in overtime yep Uh, first before I get to any of that is there anything on sports center that you wanted to clean up yeah uh Patriots owner Robert Kraft uh, generosity just coming out of his heart has announced that he is waiving the standard four-year waiting period for the team's Hall of Famers and is inducting Tom Brady into the Hall of Fame. Oh, well, yeah. But you didn't see that coming, did you? No. The ceremony will take place Wednesday. Yes, so Wednesday, June 12th. Hmm. Inside yeah. Gillette Stadium, the date is notable significance, reflecting on the number of Super Bowls and his jersey number, 612. Yeah, I was going to say, yep. I was like, in the middle of the summer? Yep. New England has held an annual Hall of Fame ceremony every year since 2007. There are 34 inductees currently in the team's hall. Do you think Brady will get his own wing, or do you think he's just going to be put up there with the rest of them? Just put up there, with, put the up there with the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Team USA failed to medal in its second straight FIBA World Cup. USA lost to Canada 127-118 in overtime in the bronze medal game in Manila on Sunday. Anthony Edwards paced the Americans with 24 points in the losing effort. Austin Reeves came off, Reeves came off the bench to total 23 points. In Team USA's second straight loss, Houston Rockets forward Dylan Brooks, Travis, your favorite, had 39 points to lead Canada to the victory. In the gold medal game, Germany Germany topped Serbia for its first ever World Cup gold with a 83-77 victory on Sunday. However, that may have just made some people angry as uh, LeBron and Steph Curry, AD, I saw, are interested in in coming out for the Olympics. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I like it. Careful what you wish for. I like it. We we got slapped, yep. and we got Dylan Brooks going off in the championship. Yeah, nah. nah. Here comes the reinforcements. Here Revenge comes LeBron. Is here comes Steph. Here comes AD. Revenge team. Paris, twenty twenty four games. I want D Wade to lace it up. <laughs> yeah. Bring D Wade, Carmelo. I thought all he does is make commercials now. He's got the cube, Travis. The cube, the of cube. course. And I think he's on one of the pregame shows once the NBA season starts. I can't um, remember. Isn't he on Turner? Yeah, because the Cube's I think on PBS. I, I think occasionally he yeah, is, but he's he not does, like a, announcing. a regular or anything. Uh, Michigan State University has suspended its head football coach Mel Tucker without pay amid harassment allegations. Athletic director Alan Haller made the announcement Sunday as the school investigates claim that Tucker uh, sexually harassed a activists and sexually assault awareness speaker during a phone call last year. The allegations first reported by USA Today came after Tucker signed a 10-year, $95 million contract with the program in 2021. A formal hearing in the matter is scheduled for next month. Uh, Novak I Djokovic. Thought, oh, I, thought he was reti- I thought he uh, was fired. No. Just suspended or without pay, just huh? Just suspended. 
Yes, without pay. Hmm. Uh, Novak Djokovic is adding to his historic Grand Slam trophy case. He took down third seed uh, Danny Medvedev, Medvedev uh, in straight sets in the 2023 U.S. Open final. 36-year-old Djokovic has now won 24 Grand Slam titles, four of which have come at the U.S. Open. On the women's side, Coco Goff captured her first Grand Slam title, the three-set victory over second seed Ariana Sablanca. Goff became the youngest American woman to win the U.S. Open since Serena Williams back in 1999. I think she had a pretty good career. So, Yeah, I think so. Serena Williams. I mean, yeah. I think she's decent. Yeah, I think she's all right. She, she had an okay it's all right career. So, yeah. Uh, one last check here. Make sure there's nothing uh, that has popped in since we started the show that I may have missed. Oh, um... Uh, it looks like Amazon is producing a documentary about the NFL's Kelsey brothers. Jason Kelsey plays for the Eagles. Travis Kelsey plays for the Chiefs. The documentary will tell the tale of the siblings becoming the first brothers to play each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, the Jets tonight, Travis, um, they're going to have uh, – they're unveiling their legacy white uniforms. The team will wear the uniforms for two games this season, including tonight against the Bills and week four against the Chiefs. The Jets say the uniforms are in honor of the team's New York Sack Exchange era from the 1980s. Mm. And the Jets are encouraging fans to arrive early. Wow. You should get to your seats by 7.30 p.m. to avoid long lines and rush hour traffic. Mm. By the way, Method Man is performing pregame. Method Man, all right. There's also going to be a stadium-wide stadium light synchronization player introduction along with a national anthem 9-11 tribute. Mm. Yes, that's also... As as you should. Yeah, something that was significant. Both uh, New York teams being home this week and then yeah, yep. on the anniversary of 9-11. Yep. So, mm. There you go. That is all I got. Sharon Rogers is a conspiracy theory about that, so Probably. we should ask him his thoughts on 9-11. Probably. <laughs> uh, and how how did I not? I, I totally missed an opportunity here on the uh, top three. How so? We had a Scorgami. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Week one, Scorgami. What was it? Ravens. 25-9. Oh, man. Yep. <sighs> Get immaculate grid, Travis. I just want to do a scorigami. See how many scores you can name. That <laughs> oh, there's a lot of them. There's uh, <laughs> 1,076 unique final scores in NFL history, well, and we see. had one yesterday. See how many you can name. Week one, so 25 to nine. 25 to nine. Mm-hmm. Never happened until mm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so uh, let's get to uh, some more high school football here, and uh, let's get to uh, let's get to how do you like me now first? All right. Let's see, there it is. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? Who was saying that after week three in the high school football season? Eric? Yeah. 
Why don't you start this one off? All right, I am going with Argenta, Travis. How you like me now? Not only getting a win, but getting a win against a traditional powerhouse program in Arcola. Is it... Are you more excited for the Argento win? Are you more concerned for the Arcola loss? I don't know. But for this week, I'm saying Argenta. How you like me now? Getting the win over Arcola. Are they back? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, right. getting one, you can't get two till you get one. I think that it's an absolutely right choice, the right call here, and it's right to be excited about, you know, the first win since 2019. Yeah. First win in 24 tries and doing it on the fashion that they did. Yep. Uh, it feels that much sweeter uh, there. And all the flowers go to Argenta there for pulling off the upset and doing it in the fashion that they did. And here's what I'll say, Travis. You know, we talked about them going for two. They're on the road. They don't go for two. Hmm, yeah. Being at home, the momentum, the crowd. I think you go. You have to go for two there. If yeah. It was, if it was point. played at Arcola, I think they kick the field goal and play for overtime. Hmm. Could be wrong, but that's my gut. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's something that I never mm-hmm. uh, considered uh, there. So, uh, but yep, that's the right call there. So, uh, I'm gonna agree with you, and but I'm gonna go another way. Uh, and that was something that we just talked about in the uh, South Central there. It was uh, Staunton over Hillsborough and Litchfield over North Mac as uh, both of those te- teams got blown out last year in those two games respectively and this year to come out and uh, put up the performances that they did. Litchfield quarterback throwing for six touchdown passes there. So uh, Staunton, Litchfield, after blowing us out last year, not this year. Uh, happening and how do you like us now i like that north mac hillsboro what's up what's up i dig that one travis yep so there you go there's how do you like me now for week number three mm-hmm. of the high school football season already crazy that we're gonna be Third we're, away. we're prepping here for week four that's right already we're getting close to teams getting uh qualifying Ooh. Which means it's almost time for Eric's playoff uh, uh, predictions and, and, and looking at each week. Mm. We, we know how much everyone loves that. <laughs> how correct I am all the time on those. Yeah. So, hey, coming up soon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go to a beast mode now. Beast mode for week three of the high school football season. Who was really putting up the points? Who was lighting up the scoreboard in week three? 51-team. Wow. Yeah. Locally, we're going to use the term locally loosely this week. All right? Sure. We have La Mole over Martinsville, 60-8. to Tri-Valley over Fisher, 57 to nothing. Mm. Carlisle over Oblong, 59 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Altoff over Centralia. Centralia, you'll be seeing later on this year. Week 9, yes. 61 to 33. Altoff got the win over them. And Farmington over Tuscola, 53 to 34. Mm. Now let me look at the top five, Travis. Yep. Minoke over Joliet Central, 69 to 14. Hmm. 
weekly contributors to Beast Mode. Byron over Rockford Christian, 70 to 14. 70, wow. 70, Travis, and that is not the most they've put up this year. They have 77, 64, and 70. That's an average of like 70 points a game. Wow, yeah. Uh, South Elgin over Fenton, 79 to 7. Mm-hmm. Kankakee over Thorn Ridge, 81 to nothing. And Travis, I thought this was a typo. It was not. Peoria over Urbana, 92 to nothing. What? 92 to nothing. Uh, Peoria, number five wow. in Class 5A, led the game 78 to nothing at halftime. Wow. That is shocking. 92 to nothing. Didn't even set a record for the school. In 2016, Peoria High uh, set a still playoff record of 96 points, scored in the second round of their Class 5A championship run. Wow. So, that season, Peoria had 805 points for the entire season. Hmm. So, if that's any indication, look out for Peoria in your 5A brackets uh, because even though they're 2-1 on the year, they're putting up the points. Yeah, they lost week one to Rochester. Yep. It's all right. They're the number one team now. Right. Um, but last week they put up 56 and then now 92. Yep. Wow. Yep, yep. 92. 70 and nothing mm-hmm. at the half. We talk about halftime speeches. <laughs> What's the halftime speech there? Right. Now, I don't have the uh, Peoria box score, Travis, but I do have the Urbana box score. Uh, their quarterback was 8 for 28 for 61 yards and two picks. Uh, the running attack total, they had 12 carries for 22 yards. And uh, so total yards, they had 83 total yards. Mm-hmm. 22 on the ground, 61 through the air. 83 total yards. Well, and then they were just on beast mode last week where Urbana... Yeah. 70 and nothing lost the Peoria and Notre Dame. Yeah. The, the, Ur- Back-to-back weeks. Urbana's having a tough time. I think they didn't have football last I year. I was going to say, correctly. I think they sh- shut it down. Yep. They were only here 0-3, so, yep. yeah. However, their punter, Travis, had seven punts for 319 yards, an average of 45 yards, including a 70-yard punt. That's a good punt. Yeah. That's a good punter right there. I'd say so. Just letting it roll. Yeah. Why not? Mm. Hey, you got to look for the positives, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Guys, we just showed up. <laughs> That's part of it. Oh, just boy. Just show up. That's uh, Wikipedia. We, we were here. Again, mm. what do you say at halftime? <laughs> Don't get injured? Uh, I would just call it <laughs> after that. <sighs> but, wow, 92 to nothing. 92 to nothing. I... I wasn't expecting that. I, I had not seen, had not seen that. Thought score. it was a typo. I thought it was eight man, because mm-hmm. we've we've had some high eight man scores. Nope. Full football, not a typo. Wow. Mm. Wow. All right. So, that's the most impressive beast mode yep. score to date. Yep. This year. Yep. So week three. All right, so before we get to uh, pick them, let's get to some overreactions here as it's Overreaction Monday. Mm-hmm. So let's get to some of Eric's overreactions right, for week three. Travis is going to love these. Oh, boy. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know about the first two, but I think the last three Travis is going to 
really have some fun with me. All right, All right. ready for the first one? Uh-huh. Starting in the Apollo Conference, Travis, your home conference. Yep. The Apollo will have four playoff teams. Yeah. I don't think that's going out on much of a limb. No, like Muhammad, it's not. Mount Zion, Charleston, Mattoon are all in, on pace. Oh, yeah. That's not even including FEM. That's not including Taylorville. I didn't even mention Taylorville, but they're right there. Mm-hmm. I, I think this conference can have a minimum of four teams. Yeah, I think that's it's pretty accurate. I haven't done the math yet, but I want to I, I want to see if there's a way for every one of them to make the playoffs. I don't know if that's possible. I'd have to do the math. But I want to see if everyone could get to five wins because of how many non-conference games they play. Right. I was going to say, yeah, because they have like four, four non-conference, non-conference games. games. So, <laughs> in, in theory, there's a way for everyone to get five wins, I think. So, we'll, I'll do the math later this week, and before Friday's show, I'll let you know if that's possible. Right. But, I mean, Mount Zion, Charleston, Taylor, we're all 3-0. and Yep. Homie 2-1 now. Yep. So. Winner of Mattoon and FEM this week puts themselves in good position. Yep, yep, yep. So, four-team minimum. Yeah. On the other side, Travis, we're going to the Central Illinois Conference. Mm-hmm. They're going to have two playoff teams. Two playoff teams, Two playoff yeah. teams. That's it. I think it's Central mm. A&M and Tuscola. Or Shelbyville, Central A&M. You don't think Tuscola makes it? I don't think Tuscola makes it. Wow. I just... I got a feeling about Tuscola this year. They're just not. I mean, they do have back-to-back weeks. They're against Shelbyville and A&M yep. in the next couple weeks. but And the loss to Farmington coming out of it. Like, I know yeah, Bruce St. Farm- Beattie's good. Both good. Farmington's good. Shelbyville's good. But, Travis, that's four wins. Now, I know they have Oblong to end the year, which is going to be very important because I think they'll be at four and four. Yeah, so I, I think I, if they even if they lose Shelbyville A and M, they still got four losses. They'll run the table and they'll have enough playoff points. Again, you have to hope you run the table. That's when you can't have an injury, you can't have a slip up, you can't have a mistake. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, an overreaction. Okay. There, I don't like that one. We're going to the Lincoln Prairie, Travis. Hmm. Sullivan will yep. be eliminated by the second round. The second round. Second round. Mm. There are three A school playing in a one A conference, a bad one A conference to start with. We've talked for years about this Lincoln Prairie conference and how, you know, football wise, they're just not competitive because half your games are against non competitive teams, and when you get to the playoffs, you stumble because you're actually facing good competition. Mm. Now be a, a cl- two classes bigger, doing that. I just don't think they're set up. Nothing at Sullivan. I think they're a great team. But when they face schools of the same size and better competition, I think they will be exposed. Man, I just don't know how you can say that after they just whooped up on Cumberland. Because they're a bigger school, Travis. They're a bigger school. They are. It's that simple. They're a bigger school. But here's my thing for Sullivan, Travis. Mm. Most of their impact players are juniors. Their I know. Quarterback's a junior. They're going to be even better next year. Right. I don't think a second round or sooner loss is as big to them as if they were seniors. I think they learn from it. They get better from it. 
Yeah, I think it's all going to come down to the draw in the postseason. You know, if they run the table, they're obviously put themselves in a lot right. better position. But I think it just all depends on the draw, really. And, and Travis, the only thing that's going to worry me with Sullivan here is that now you got these first three games out of the way mm-hmm. with some of the heavy hitters mm-hmm. and. Uh, playoff teams of the LPC, then you're not really going to be challenged, I yeah. would think, until week nine. Yeah. So that's about five weeks here where you're probably not going to be challenged. And, and I'm not projecting it. I'm not projecting it. But let's say Arthur suffers a couple losses before week nine. Then mm. you've already locked up the conference before week nine. Yeah. Then what kind of a game is that? Right. I mean, that's the problem with a closed conference. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the problem is, you know, you're only as good as your conference and the rest of your opponents. So and, and I and that's been something we've we've harked on about the Lincoln Prairie since this conference was formed. Yeah. That the top is so heavy and the bottom is so light mm-hmm. that when these I mean, who is the last Lincoln Prairie team to make a run in the postseason, Travis? Arcola. They went to the second round, third round. I'm saying Lincoln Prairie. I'm not saying Little Okaw. Lincoln Prairie. It's only been around since 2019. Oh, yeah. I'd have to, like, I I don't think there's been a whole lot of deep runs by a lot of those teams. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact of when you play weaker competition, it doesn't get you prepared to face better teams we've seen it with cumberland nine wins eight wins they went undefeated one season they lost you know one or two multiple times and get bounced in the first or second round and so arcola in 2019 they made it to the third round and lost to a&m okay so third round yeah out of you know 2019 2021 argenta got upset that year in the second round yeah so out of three years of multiple teams making the postseason, one has gotten to the third round. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm, <laughs> I think Sullivan's the best team in the Lincoln Prairie, Travis. I think that they are the best 3A team south of I-57. Mm-hmm. I just don't think when they face other 3A schools, they're going to be prepared for it. That's yeah. all. That's all. Because those other 3A schools have been facing 3A schools or 4A schools. Because they're in bigger conferences, not smaller ones. Yeah. Hmm. Now, with that being said, Sullivan stays in the Central Illinois this year. They win the Central Illinois, and we're having a completely different discussion. Or they're at least challenging Shelbyville. Yeah, right. Oh, we're yeah, having that a completely been... different discussion. Yeah, that would have been awesome. In the Lincoln Prairie... I just don't see it because they are the top dog because of size. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but. Hmm. All right. So we'll wait and see on that one for me. All right. Next one, Travis. You ready? We're going South Central. Mm-hmm. The winner of the week nine matchup between North Max and Greenville will make the playoffs. The other one will be eliminated. Hmm. It'll be a winner take all week nine. Winner take all. Because I'm not impressed with North Mac, North Mac this season. And, uh, and I think that that's being kind to them saying that they're going to have to win week nine. Right. But, th- I mean, I that's shaping up for a winner take all game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
North Max, they're going to face the heavy hitters, Pena, yep. Vandalia. Yep. And then after that, it's Carlinville, Piasol. Yeah. So there's no pushovers. No. Mm-mm. So. So I think they I think they could be in trouble and miss yeah. the postseason this year. Right. And we, we know the documentation of the show of how well Greenville yep. starts their seasons. Yep. Yep. And then they face uh, the gauntlet. Yep. Later that, on. That's why I think week nine will be such an important game. Mm-hmm. That could be the biggest game in the South Central Conference this year. Right. In terms yeah. of playoffs. Yeah. Not in terms of rivalry. Travis, are you ready for the last one? Uh-huh. I was gonna I was gonna redo it a hot take, but I don't want to because I said last week St. Teresa's gonna miss the playoffs, and I'm still sticking to that. They're gonna miss the playoffs. Uh, but it's not looking good. No, they're zero and three, and they got a team against Indiana. They still have to face, which won't help them for playoff points. So, and Lena Winslow. And Lena Winslow. Oof. They're not making the playoffs, Travis. They're they're just not. Oof. I don't. I, I. They're just not. Sorry, defending champs. Sorry, don't care. You're not making the playoffs. Wow. Are you ready, Travis, for my hot hot take? Uh huh. This is this is a hot one. Okay. We're going to the Little Illini. Uh-huh. Casey will win the Little Illini. Hmm. No way. Yes. No. I'm a believer in the Warriors, Travis. I'm a believer in Casey. I think they can hold Mount Carmel down. I think they can beat Mount Carmel, and I think they can win this conference. Hmm. That's in Mount Carmel, though. It is. But that Casey defense has been... Stellar. It's been good, yeah. Now I'll feel a little more confident when they take on some actual competition, mm-hmm. because they really haven't faced anyone who's that good yet. Mm-hmm. So when they mm. when they take on some actual competition, I'll feel more confident about it. But I think Casey can win this conference. Ooh, now that is that is a bold hot take there. Week seven is when Mount Carmel and Casey yep. match up there in Mount Carmel and. I mean, it just kind of goes to the same conversation that we were just having with Sullivan. Mount Carmel's 491. Casey's yeah. 231. Yeah. That's that's tough to overcome, not just from the how the offense is, but just from an enrollment standpoint. I think, Travis. It's the conversation that we were just having. We'll know more about Casey after uh, week five when they head to Lawrenceville. If yeah. Lawrenceville's still 4-0 and Casey goes out there and yeah, their defense gives up 12 points again and their offense puts up 35, then I think I will be even more of a believer in Casey. Right, right now I'm a believer in Casey. I think they can do it sitting here week three because they have just wiped the floor with everybody. Yeah, they've definitely been impressive. Uh, start uh, Lawrenceville is against Paris this week. So, that should be a good one. You know, I think that it's not out of the realm of – possibility that you'd have Casey and Lawrenceville matching up at 4-0. And Travis, this this is my sub-hot take that I almost put on here. Mm-hmm. Marshall ends their losing streak this season, if not this week. Yeah. Next two weeks, only Robinson. Yep, or week nine. And week nine against Newton. Newton is 0-3 as well, yeah. Yeah, not playing well at all. Hmm. Newton, don't look at the uh, the points for and against for Newton, Travis. <laughs> 21 to 137. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Not good. Mm. 21. Yeah. That's all the Eagles have scored this season. Seven, eight, and six. Hey, won a game. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. Now, to be fair, Shelbyville, Paxton, Bucket Loda, and Casey are three pretty good teams. Right. But and now you got three Mount Carmel. Two or three and oh. And now you got Mount Carmel. Right. So and then you got Alney after that, which again talking about the class size issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe a long season there for the uh the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no and three. Not the best. Yeah. Not the best start there. Mm. So I believe in you, Marshall. I think you can get it done either against Olney or against uh, Robinson. Yeah, I think it's gonna come within It's gonna come this season for sure. I mean they they were competitive against Moequa, Travis, twenty nine fourteen. Yeah, they were. So it's a good decent game. Yep. That's it. That's my final hot take. That's your final one. All right, so let's go to a team that is a 3-0. Let's hear from Coach Duckett as they pitched the shutout this week against Metro team St. Louis Roosevelt. And talk about that as well as the upcoming matchup with Tuscola. Coming up with Coach Duckett right now. Travis Sparks here with Coach Duckett from the Shelbyville Rams. And how is it going for you today, Coach? Uh, doing good, doing good. And uh, you guys got another victory here to uh, start off the season, and this time it was a 42 nothing win over uh, St. Louis uh, Roosevelt. And uh, it seemed like you just keep keep it going here and keep it rolling, and uh, the offense was really clicking on Saturday, putting up the points. Yeah, did well, uh, executed pretty well, and um, had some short field positions, so we didn't rack up a lot of yards, but we were able to – to finish drives and um, uh, get the game kind of moving moving along pretty quickly. Right, yeah, and uh, your defense also uh, pitched a shutout as well, and you lost the shutout in week one uh, with a late score, but uh, this time around uh, the defense pulled through and ended up uh, holding the team scoreless. Yeah, they did really well. We got some uh, of our younger guys in, you know, kind of second half, and they were able to, to, to keep that shut out and that, that was awesome for them to get some playing time there and in uh, and, and a varsity game and um, they were able to hold through and the first group that was in uh, did a good job as well and uh, really what's been the key to success you know now this is a uh, back-to-back seasons I know this uh, veteran group uh, this time around and they've been through it last year but uh, you know you started off well last year until you ran into St. T and then uh, now you start off the season now with uh, three straight wins here and then uh, two out of the three are great defensive efforts of zero and seven points and the, the previous week was a uh, uh, shootout, but uh, what's been the, the key to success here in the first three games of uh, this season? Yeah, I'd say, you know, you kind of mentioned being a veteran group, you know, these we got a lot of seniors and um, some juniors that have had some experience, and so just being um, you know, disciplined, um, you know, making sure we don't have a lot of pre-snap penalties, um, being smart with football, not not get, having too many turnovers ourselves and creating turnovers, um, good special teams play, just doing all those little things that that add up, you know, when we uh, end up with short fields, it's, it's easy to score when you're starting from your, you know, the 20 yard line going in a lot. So anytime you get those short fields due to turnovers or special teams efforts, um, that really, uh, really helps. And we, we benefited a lot last season from punt returns and mm-hmm. uh, just happened, you know, this week we had a lot from turnovers. So. 
And uh, so uh, it was also nice to see uh, on Saturday rising to the challenge of playing an unfamiliar opponent and then uh, rising to the challenge that the game was on Saturday. Uh, so that was uh, nice to see with the performance there. Yeah, you know, Saturday games are kind of like uh, you know playoff atmosphere, playoff games. So it's good to to get get used to playing during the daytime on Saturdays. So hopefully, uh, you're a little used to it once uh, November rolls around. Right? Yeah, you would certainly hope so. And uh, unfamiliar opponent last Saturday, but a very familiar opponent uh, to you guys uh, this time around, as uh, you're going to be hosting uh, Tuscola. Uh, this week as uh, they're one and two on the season they just lost to a good Farmington uh, team uh, so uh, you know you go from an unfamiliar opponent to a very familiar opponent in uh, yeah. Tuscola this week yeah I mean they've lost to two really good teams in Peru yeah. and Farmington so far this week this season so you know that the one and two record doesn't do justice to what they're capable of doing um, they're, they've been uh, we've been lucky enough these last two years that we've beat Tuscola and uh you know, uh, just a great program, and it's just you know that uh, they're going to be gunning for us. Uh, it's a, you know first week of conference play, and so that's always going to be a little bit tougher. Everybody kind of knows each other, knows what everybody's doing. So, you know, we got to definitely be prepared, and um, you know, just mentally make uh, good decisions um, on the field come Friday night. Right, yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. That was the first uh, start of conference play because now you kind of get into the meat of the conference schedule, starting off with the Warriors and then uh, finishing off again with a non-conference opponent. So it's always important to beat Tuscola, but it's also important to get off to a good start in conference season as well. No, oh, yeah, um, you know, it, it, yeah, like you said, it's, it's always nice to to, to beat the the guys that are you know that top tier with Tuscola, Central A and M. Um, but just just keep it on roll and uh, staying in rhythm, and uh, you know, that would be a big thing for us just to to keep that momentum going um, as we get into conference play. There's some gonna be some tough games there coming up, and we just need to keep uh, keep improving each week. And hopefully you guys keep it going, keep it rolling here. Well, Coach, I appreciate it for uh, hopping on the program a little bit and uh, talking some uh, Shelbyville football. And uh, good luck this Friday night, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully after another win. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate Coach Duckett for hopping on. And uh, let's uh, continue on before we uh, completely uh, close the book on week three. And we still got more local coaches coming up this week. But yep. uh, let's uh, recap Pickham from high school football this week. We also added. Uh, the Colts and yep. the uh, Bears yep. with this, but and college. it's still high school pick them. Week three. How do we do? Alrighty. Well, let's start with Effingham versus Breeze Mother Day. Travis, we both picked Eff- Effingham, so it's irrelevant. We both took one. Yep. So. It's, it's both an L. Yep. Uh, Cumberland versus Sullivan. We both took Sullivan, but we were both way over. You had 43, I had 42. So we each get a point for picking the right team, but no bonus points. Mm-hmm, no. Uh, Central A&M versus St. T. We both went Central A&M. Travis, you went 20-17. to 17. I went 21-20. And Central A&M won by more than 21, so give me the two points there. Yep, you got that one. Salem versus Mount Zion. We both went Mount Zion. I went 35-30. You went 36-21. They scored more than 36, so Travis, you get the points on that one. Yeah. 
to the other game on Friday night. Travis, Illinois at Kansas. Kansas minus three and a half. Travis went Illinois. I went Kansas. Give me the dub on that one. We're not talking anymore yep. about it today. We'll talk, yep. we'll talk more. We, we need an entire show just for that. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. 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 Sunday, Jags at the Colts. Jags minus five. We both went with the Jags. We both were easy winners on that one, although it did look a little hairy in the third quarter. I think the, the Colts were ahead, but I thought Anthony right. Richardson was pretty good. Yeah, and then he, he got and then he got injured yeah, on late in the game, but uh, Adam Schefter said it looks like he's all right, though. And Packers at Bears. Travis went Packers because he's smart. I went with Bears because yep. I'm a Chicago sports fan, so I like to suffer. And mm-hmm. uh, I took the loss in there. So, Travis, up to this point, you could earn 41 points total throughout all of the uh, the weeks. Uh-huh. You have the lead with 18. Uh-huh. And I'm behind you by four with 14. Mm. If you were perfect thus far, you are 17 and 0 record-wise. I am ahead in this one. I'm 12 and 5. Travis, you are 11 and 6. 11 and 6. Record wise, we're both doing pretty good. So, well, I mean, yeah, when you put it in a perspective, 41 total points. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good. But no. when you think each high school game's worth three points a piece, if you get right. it perfect, so what are the odds of that? Not, I think since we've been doing this, it's happened maybe twice. Yeah, it's happened a few times, yeah. but, but. You know. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at this weekend. We will have our normal high school. We'll have college. We'll have uh, Bears and Colts. We will not have any other games. No other football will we'll be airing this week on 99 The Game. Hmm. I can't wait. The Talk college about. game they offered us, Travis, ESPN. Hmm. Illinois, Penn State. Ooh. Said we'll be listening to Brian Barnhart instead of exactly. ESPN Radio. but. Exactly. We'll I'm listen sure to people that know who they, they talk about. Oh, yeah. There are other people that are disappointed that they picked that game, too. Uh-huh. That will save for tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we will. Too, because, yeah, we yeah, got something to say. We have hot takes of money that. tomorrow. Yeah. So Tune in. Stay tuned. Tune yes. in. Yes. <laughs> so that's puts the, the book on uh, football for week three. Yep, that, that wraps it up. Therefore... High school pick them this week in high school football. Uh, we'll continue to yep. uh, talk to area coaches, but uh, that closes it for this Monday yep. uh, edition of there. Uh, let's do some more recapping, and let's recap some entertainment that we had right. uh, this weekend because there was a lot of entertainment that you had over there. Yeah, so. do, you, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, well, I mine's a much shorter list, and... I win uh, three and three. Three and three? Three and three. I had Baltimore minus 10 for my wins. Mm-hmm. That was good. Cleveland Browns money line. They pulled off the upset. And uh, Colorado minus two and a half over Nebraska. They covered easily. Yep. Uh, my three losses were Carolina plus three and a half. Nope. Denver minus three and a half. Nope. And Alabama by seven. They lost. Now, remember, I went all dogs. All dogs. Yep. So I had Dolphins plus three. That's a win. You were good there. I went Titans plus three. They lost by one. So that's mm-hmm. a win. You're good. I went Indiana State plus 30 and a half. They lost 41 to seven to Indiana. So that's nope. a loss. Uh, Western Michigan. I don't even remember who they played. I had them at 24 and a half. They lost 48 to seven. Doesn't matter who they played. They lost. Doesn't matter. 
Um, <laughs> I don't remember either. I think it was Minnesota. Was it, was it Michigan? Mm, well, now I'm going to have to look up. Western of Michigan. Michigan football. No, it wasn't Syracuse. Michigan. Syracuse. Because mm. I said Syracuse was overrated. Right. Uh, I went Middle Tennessee plus 21. Travis, they lost, but 23-19 to Mizzou. That's a cover. Oh, wow. They they led. It took a second-half comeback for Mizzou to get that win over Middle Tennessee State. Wow. SEC. SEC. <laughs> I mean, come on. Mizzou's a barely well, an SEC team. Uh, I'll give you. They they never were. They should have gone back to the, the Big 12. Uh, Eastern Michigan. Travis, I had Eastern Michigan plus 20.5 against Minnesota. They lost 25-6. to six. That's 19. Mm, That's yeah. a win. That's good. I'll take that. Uh, Stanford against USC. I had plus twenty and nine and a half. They lost fifty six to ten. Ouch! That one was a Stanford should Stanford. not be an NCAA school. <laughs> Moving down to D two. Um, Ouch! We had Cardinals Reds under ten and a half on Friday. Cardinals put up nine on their own. That was a loss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had Bubba Wallace for the race on Sunday. He was leading, and then he cut a tire and finished thirty second. Ouch, 32nd. But we have Mercury against the Aces, Travis. You told me I was crazy. 18 and a half. Mercury lost 185. That's 15 points. That's a win. Ooh, nice. Sneaking in right at the bottom. Right right there. Nice, but so still. So overall, we went 5 cover. and 5. 5 and 5. 5 and 5. All that. It's like a tree so we both. We'll double down next week. <laughs> so we both went 500. Maybe I'll go Maybe I'll go for 20 this weekend. Hmm. There you go. Really double down. Uh, we had some good – I thought we had some good matchups out there this week for college football, but this one upcoming, not so much. Yeah, yeah. But I'm uh, sure you can find entertainment somewhere. I'm sure. I'll be I'll be looking for some. I'm Probably sure. looking for dogs because that's what I do. Go for the underdogs. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. By the way, a uh, couple couple things for you here. Um, uh, Hamlin for the Bills will not play tonight. There's I did that. see that, yeah. And Pac-Man Jones, Travis, was arrested in the airport. Good old Pac-Man getting arrested again. Oh, no. At the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport this morning um, after police responded to a report of a, quote, unruly passenger. Jones was booked on misdemeanor charges of alcohol intoxication, disorderly conduct, and terroristic threats. Because that's what you want to do on 9-11. Make terroristic Ooh. threats in an airport. Yeah, not the not the best Police idea Police were there. called at 6 a.m. to help an outboard flight crew with an unruly passenger at an airport in Hebron, Kentucky. Uh, they said they identified the passenger as Jones and said he was arrested before takeoff. Jones told TV that he the incident started over a phone charger not working, added that he wasn't intoxicated. So, Pac-Man. Doing Pac-Man things. Oh, man. You know what that means, Travis? Get ready for him to come back to the WWE. <laughs> yeah. He was never so. in WWE. No, he wasn't. He was in TNA. Was in but TNA. no one would know what TNA was. I know. I mean, ah, I thought he was a regular guest on the McAfee show. No, not anymore. Probably not now. Especially now they're on ESPN. Yeah. Though I did see some people uh, liked the Pat McAfee show who hadn't watched it before. 
So you know it how does, to use yeah. spam. All right. Yeah, doing well. I'm ready to, uh, I think that's it, right? That's the end of the show? Uh, no, we got one more thing to recap. I don't know what you're talking about. It's NASCAR. Oh. We were in Kansas. Race happened. I don't know anything about it. Kansas. We went racing. Yeah, 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 sure. I already told you about the truck race. That was the only <laughs> thing that happened. Parker Kugelman made it to the Xfinity Series playoffs, so good for Parker. Um, round two. Or round two of race the two of round, I, I, yeah, yeah I don't know race two of round one yeah, yeah. of the playoffs, yeah. All right, fine. Travis picked Tyler Reddick. I picked Denny Hamlin. Tyler Reddick won the race. Denny won Hamlin won the was race. Second. Denny Hamlin was winning, and a caution <laughs> came out with five laps to go. And then we go to overtime. And Travis gets <laughs> the win. Tyler Reddick with the late pass. Holds on for the win. I just need to quit picking Denny Hamlin, Travis, because <laughs> I've picked Denny Hamlin twice this year. Because yep. obviously when the playoffs started, we got to reset. Yep. Do you know the last time I picked him? No. Dover. Do you know who you picked at Dover? No. Martin Truex Jr., who went on to win the race. Ah. So anytime I pick Denny Hamlin, he finished fifth in Dover. He finished second yesterday. But you pick the winner when I pick Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Glad I can't pick him anymore. I'm done oh, with Denny yeah. Hamlin. I'm not picking him again <laughs> because now, Travis, you are ahead by three points, 19 Ooh. to 16, because you get five points per yeah. victory. So, Let's Travis, go. you're now ahead 19 to 16. Wow, Tyler Reddick with a pass at the end, and then uh, <laughs> your boy with a pass yeah. in this one. Wow. Eight races left at <laughs> Bristol this weekend. At Bristol, yep. Yeah. But the main thing coming out of the Kansas race, Travis, Martin Truex Jr., yeah, Regular he got taken champion, taken out early. Cut a tire two laps into the race. Wow, yeah. And he it rode was out really... around on it for a while, but he was super slow, spun out, ended his race, finished dead last. He is now below the cut line. Yeah. Since they've awarded the regular season championship, the regular season champion has never not made it to the round of eight. Mm. That's two rounds from now. Mm-hmm. Regular champion, regular season champion has always made it because you get so many playoff points. Right. Martin Truex Jr. is below that cut line now. Yeah. And he's not good at Bristol. Uh, and then they were also kind of saying it was like a super speedway race. It was almost it was like anything can happen. Yeah. Well, Bristol, for yeah. For the Bristol. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to beat and bang, and you're going to see people doing anything they can to move up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little nuts. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. Bristol's a short track. Mm-hmm. These cars stink on the short track. So don't hold your breath too much for a good race, race fans, because these cars stink on the short track. You can't pass in them. So, yeah. Qualifying will be very important, because if you start up front, you're probably going to stay there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Truex is seven points out. Um, Bubba Wallace now 19 out because of his cut tire. Ricky Stenhouse just had a bad day, finished 22nd. Same thing with Michael McDowell, uh, and he's now 40 points out. I think McDowell and Stenhouse need to win. I think Bubba almost needs to win. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Martin can still easily point his way in because, you know, they give stage points, so you can mm-hmm. easily still point your way in. I think Bubba can even still point his way in. Um, 
if someone in front of him has a bad night. The problem is Kevin Harvick's very good at Bristol. Um, Chris Buescher won at Bristol last year. Uh, so you're not probably knocking those guys off. Um, yeah. So you're going to have to have someone else have some bad luck. I mean, yeah, so it's pretty much over for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. or Michael McDowell, except for a win. Yeah, they have to win. They're just too much, too There's, many points yeah. behind. I mean, I guess Ricky still could technically. He's not quite out because you get 10 points per stage win, so that's 20 points. And then 40 points for the win, that's 60. Um, so 39 if you finish second. So, I mean, you could still theoretically get uh, Maybe, 79 yes, points. Yes, yeah, so a dominate, though. Yeah. Or, again, have a Kevin Harvick get an accident early, not get stage points. Same with Logano. If those guys fall back to him, you know, if, if Kevin Harvick – or Joey Logano go out and have a Martin Truex issue where three laps into the race they cut a tire, hit the wall, and are done for the day. The point race opens back up. Uh huh. So it should be interesting, but it's also Bristol, and Bristol used to be one of my favorite tracks, but this car stinks on the short tracks. So I'm not really. I, I would Travis growing up, one of my favorite races behind the plate tracks. Yeah. Every year was the Bristol. I kind of feel race. like everybody enjoyed that. Uh, everyone liked Bristol, but it was the night race that was always just something about the cars at night and just the atmosphere and the crowd on top of it. The way you know stands went around the entire place, oh, everything. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, it's a nice visual. I'm going to tell you to skip it. No, skip it. It's a cutoff race, and I'm telling you to skip it because this this car cannot do well on the short yeah, tracks. Yeah, exactly. It's a cutoff race. These cars stink on the short tracks. <laughs> they couldn't be worse. Yeah. So, it's upsetting. Uh, how far Bristol... Bristol's fallen. There's also reports, Travis, that we may have a NASCAR schedule at some point this week. Ooh. Drop at some point this week. So I'm keeping my eye on that to see if I can. Yeah, uh, you've been closely monitoring. That. I have. I want to see what, what we're looking at for, for next year and why it's taking so long. There's talks that possibly, possibly Bristol, you know how we, we talk Bristol dirt? That Bristol dirt is going away, but they're not going to replace it with another Bristol race. Bristol will just be down to the one night race. Mm. Not a fan of that. No. There are also talks that there's going to be a double header. We talked about that because of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about possibly Richmond. Not a fan of that at all. <laughs> Richmond has not put on a good race in three years. But then we're going to. And we're going to double dip. Double we're going to do up. a Thursday, Sunday, Bristol, or Richmond double header. No. <laughs> no. Do not like. However, Not a fan. reports are Indy Oval is back for next year. Ooh. So I will be I like happy about that. that. I like that. So, yeah, we'll be picking Bristol coming up on Friday. All right. Bristol. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go with some Bristol I'm action. Trying to claw my way back now. <laughs> what an amazing, what an amazing turnaround. Uh-huh. It's been... Yeah. The comeback. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> comeback of the century for the 75-year anniversary. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. They'll be talking about this one. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. They'll be talking about this one for a long time. For a long, long time. On NASCAR Pick'em. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR Pick'em history. That's right. The storied history I mean, of NASCAR yeah. Pick'em. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. We ain't going nowhere, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are going somewhere right now. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. We're, we're getting out of here because call it a Monday. Call her a day. And so thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll continue with the uh, college football talk tomorrow because we didn't get a lot of that in. And we'll try to get to some uh, baseball. Uh, more of that to come. Does that Cubs guy make his debut today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. He'll be in the starting line tomorrow. Gotcha. Cubs don't play today. Gotcha. So the Cardinals do. They do. Uh, they're against Baltimore. Yeah. Will we see Jack Flaherty at some point during the series? Possibly. I don't know. 4:45 is the pregame show start over on 98.9 between the Cardinals and uh, the Orioles. September matchup, you know, as you do. In September. Who would have thought that this would be a meaningless game, but it's not because of the Orioles? Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. How weird. Jeez. All right. So uh, we'll monitor that game. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. Have a great rest of your day. Peace. <laughs>